Hello and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, the podcast where each episode Mark and I dive into cinema's sewer and find the very juiciest turds and tell you all about them because we're that weird. Uh, speaking of weird, we're going to look at a Christmas film in August because why not? I mean, yeah, look, we're, it, in the, we're in the UK. It's practically fucking winter outside anyway. Well, no, so, actually, we've had an unseasonable two days where it's gone above like 15 degrees. So, you know, I think that comes to summer, doesn't it? You, well, that, I think our summer came and went about a month ago, didn't it? <laughs> uh, all, all three or four days of it that we had. But anyway, um, this is slightly topical. We, we chose this specifically because even though it's a Christmas film, it has a kind of summer holiday theme. We're yeah. looking at Jack Frost 2. Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, to give it its full title, uh, yeah. in which aforementioned Mutant Killer Snowman shows up at a Hawaiian beach resort because, Obviously, of course, yeah. that's where you'd have a snowman. Yeah. Um, I think At least I assume it's, it's either Hawaii it's or Caribbean. Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yes, yeah, they say it's in the tropics, so it's in the Caribbean of somewhere. Of course it's the Caribbean because there's the horrendous stereotype in there, isn't there? Uh, we have a there, raster. There's, there's, there's more than one. Yes, of course it's the Caribbean. Um, yeah. There are all sorts of things in this film that made little fucking sense to me. That's just one of them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, this, um, just to um, give uh, everyone a, a peek behind the uh, the curtain, as it were, I don't do notes. I watch the film. I text Chris throughout and go, what the fuck is this? What are you making me watch? What the fuck is he doing? Why is he doing that? Um, this week I have notes um, because I was just sat there going, seriously, what the fuck? Seriously, what the what? And I just couldn't get my head around it, so I had to pause it and make notes. Because there are just some bits which don't make any fucking sense whatsoever. I mean, and, and this is this is in a film about a, mute, a genetically mutated snowman in the Caribbean. Yeah, there there are a lot of things which don't make a lot of sense in this film. Which actually I was a little bit disappointed about because obviously we did the first Jack Frost at Christmas yeah. last year, and uh, I, I remember saying at the time that actually I was surprised how tight it was and, and yeah. how quite a lot of it actually did make sense, and there was a lot of thought that gone into some of the yeah. stuff in there. I, mean, um, I think the problem with it is that the first one, they kind of, it wasn't played straight by any means, but it knew what it was. Yes. This one, is, this one is trying to break genre a bit, and it, it's a bit more self-aware. And I think that um, Michael Cooney's kind of gone, yeah, okay, I, I knew what I was doing last time. It was all intentional. It, was all, it all worked out the way I wanted it to. This time, I want to push the envelope a bit. I want to you know, take those characters, transplant them somewhere else, and, and make it as fucking rowdy and as just ridiculous as I possibly can. Um, and it's, I mean, we, we talked about the deaths in the first one. The death scenes were all ridiculous. Um, and they had that sort of um, almost sort of final destination um, sort of schlock horror bit about it, whereby it's, you know, it's going to happen, but it's just seeing the most outlandish way you can do it. This time, it's just fucking brain dead. Yeah. It, it's just it, channeling those fucking late 80s, early 90s um, claymation horror films where you just do as much as you can to get as much blood on the screen. And that's, that, I think, lets it down in a lot of ways yes and no uh i think we'll get into that you know and, and general discussion of it as we go through it yes and no i i think is the thing about this it's definitely dumber than the first one yeah and that's well, dumber than bag of rocks that's saying something when the first one is about the genetically altered fucking snowman um but yeah okay i mean let, let's dive in then we, we were looking for something you know vaguely summer themed to round out our summer yeah. and i remember when we did jack frost at christmas time we we were very excited to find there's a sequel and it was set on a tropical island we were like right so it's perfect to close out summer so that's why we're looking at this yeah and um, so first and foremost i was a little bit disappointed to find out that it's still an actual christmas movie. yeah it's still christmas yeah shouldn't I, I assumed this was the snowman going on summer holidays yeah um, I, I did too i mean I, I i do very little i don't do research um for this show and i don't generally take notes 
Um, it's generally more a case of watch a movie and then sort of talk about it afterwards. So with this one, I didn't. I, I was the same as you. It's like okay, it's on, it's on a tropical island, therefore it must be summer. He must be must have gone to the beach. And yeah. actually, no, it's Christmas and the sheriff's running away from his year of trauma. Uh, it's, a, it's a year after the first one, um, just incidentally. So um, he's running away from the year of trauma. Uh, Marla, who is his secretary, who was the best thing about the first movie, yep. um, is getting that, married. Yep. Um, completely fucking wasted in this movie. She does very little. Um, she doesn't have any of that snark or that character. She's far more dismissive. She's like a different character. Um, and we'll we'll come on to characters uh, in a bit. But yeah, so she's just like no, not there. But she's getting married in the, in the Caribbean on Christmas Day, as you do. Yeah. Um, and Sam, our sheriff, come hero of the first one, is go is going to be the uh, the best man. So they're all they're all going. Uh, the, the, the 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 happy couple and Sam and his wife are heading down to generic Caribbean island to have some fun in the sun away from where you're going to have fucking mooted to kill a snowman, presumably. Yeah, because, you know, um, Sam, our, our hero from the first room, now has PTSD, essentially, yeah. as a result yeah. of his running with the snowman. I mean, it opens with him in a psychiatrist's office. And there is actually, I, I thought the start was very well handled. You know, it, look, it's about a fucking mutant killer snowman. You don't have to have seen the first one. All right. Yeah. You know what this is. Well, yeah. on the way but nevertheless they they managed to give you quite a good catch-up at the start and dump a lot of exposition on you Legit. without without it being too heavy-handed to be fair it's they know it's ridiculous and so they play it as such you know with his psychiatrist and everybody in the office and in fact the entire fucking village people uh, yeah. literally laughing at him you know there's a fucking yeah, over, over in the background and the only thing with that that made me a bit fucking dubious he was in the first one. He wasn't a stupid character. He was no. he was naive. He was he was Dewey from Scream. Basically, he was no. Yeah. He's naive. He's not equipped for this shit, and it scars him mentally and physically. But he's not an idiot. So when he can hear tittering over the intercom and people chiming in, why the fuck is, does he stay for that? Why doesn't he call that out? That that to me, it's so. This is that we, we talked about Marla a second ago about being a completely different character. Pretty much everybody except Jack Frost is a different character in this film. Yeah, completely. Um, completely. So I mean, that um, that won me up, but just because I get it, it just it was just like okay, they've taken this character, and yes, okay, he's he's got PTSD. Yes, he traumatized about the entire fucking town saw this shit. That no, they saw the bodies racking up. Even if they didn't see the snowman, they would have seen the bodies racking up the previous Christmas. So the fact that now everybody's you know it's talking about his delusion and the fact that they're all laughing at him because he's talking about antifreeze and shit like that. It's like how how does that even fucking work? Yeah. And I think that's one of the big, big mistakes here straight off the bat is like, look, fine, if you want to bring the original cast back, I've got I've no problem with that. But look, we're all here to see the snowman. We we yeah. don't really give a shit what happened to Sam after the first. Like, if you want to bring him back, fine. Hmm. But just bring one or two characters back. We don't need the whole cast because yeah. let's be fair. We don't care what happened to them. We're here no. for Jack Frost. Set him off on a fucking killing spree on the island and have somebody else have to deal with him or bring yeah. your one recurring character back as yeah. would generally be par for the course in a horror yeah. sequel and have him deal with it. And then of course, because you have a whole new cast of characters, yeah. that character then has to convince them that there is a mutant killer snowman. Whereas here, there's a lot of Sam trying to convince people that saw the same shit as him, yes. that it's all happening all over again. Marla especially is very dismissive. Yeah. And that makes no fucking sense. As, as is his wife, who was, yes. again was there at the end. And saw it. Yeah. So that makes very little sense. But yeah, you know, to start off with, it's a good catch up. And, and I, you know, my very first note here is that I, I am kind of excited to watch this. I was looking forward to this. Um, 
So I like the start. The titles looked like they were done in Premiere, unfortunately. But, you know, this was, what, 20 years ago and yeah, 2000. no budget. So fair enough. Um, I mean, presumably it, had more of a budget than the first one, which had fuck all. Um, well, it, yeah, still yeah. it still doesn't say what the budget was, so presumably it wasn't a lot. Uh, I, I think it is slightly more for reasons we can get into as well. But one of them being, you know, there was... There was a kind of one of the great things about the first one was that kind of ranking bass animation they had on the on the molecules when you zoomed into them and stuff. And now they've gone full CG with those where you see the molecules and stuff in the antifreeze. Um, I couldn't work out with this opening like mm. he's he's in the this is one of the first things that confuses me. So he's in the psychiatrist's office and he's talking about how they buried the antifreeze in unmarked in a series of unmarked graves. Then, look, maybe I missed this, but I don't think I did. That antifreeze is then dug up, yeah. taken to a lab yeah. where experiments are done. Yeah. By who and By the what? government. Because this, this was the thing that bugged me, right? And it, it was, it, they did it in the first one. It was a government experiment, yeah. the, the genetically modified water or whatever it was. So, And that's what caused it. So, they, so the way I've read it is that they've gone and dug it up because they want their product back. And they, want to, they basically now want to see, well, okay, well, it turned into a killer snowman. We fucking want this shit back because we can use this. So yeah. they want to dig it up and find out what caused it, what happened, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, again, it's, it's shadowy government. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get um, Agent Manners in the first one and um, yeah. Island Security Chief Manners in this, in this one. But it, um, is, it, is it stated that it's the government? No, no, no. We're, no, just it, meant, we're so meant to assume. We're meant, we're meant to assume because, um, because of the way they go about digging it up. Um, the fact it's all clandestine, and then they shoot the guy, and you know, mm -hmm. and then Sam immediately talks about the fact it was a government, it was a government project in the first place. So there's there's a link there you're supposed to make, but it's never explicit. It's not explicit enough. That it's not it's not clear. Like, I, mean, I, I I've read that. I mean, I've, yeah, I've I read into read, that. I, I had the same reading, um, but that is because we've seen the first one, and you know, you see shadowy figures, you assume government. So. I think we needed to, to see that. And actually, one of my biggest problems with this film all the way through is that I don't know what the fuck anyone wants in this film. And yeah. that that includes these these dudes that are experimenting with Jack now. Why? And yeah. more importantly, how is it that they're fucking around with this antifreeze and nothing happens? But as soon as a fucking mug of coffee or whatever, yeah. it's like, what's that got to do with anything? Well, I mean, presumably, I've never tried it. Presumably coffee and caffeine react with antifreeze in a way that, or genetically modified antifreeze, I should say, um, in a way that's going to make it come to life. However, right, this, presumably this is some sort of secure lab. Yeah. Who lets the fucking janitor in? Who leaves and a mug of coffee on the top? Yeah, and, and so, how now, why you even take the fucking coffee in, in the first place? Very deliberately, three times. Yeah, and not notice. And not notice, like the first time. But he had headphones on, so it's all right. There's something there. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, no, maybe, there maybe I here. won't hit it again. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't work that out. Look, I, again, this is the world we're in. I'll buy that coffee reacts with antifreeze if that's the thing. I'll buy that it's a hot drink, and so it melts the anti whatever right yeah. i'll buy whatever explanation you want to give me but give me a fucking explanation because well, yeah, i'm just left it. here going what the fuck's happening why is that important well this is because it, it? because if you're not going to explain it then you just as well just have jacks reformed himself doesn't matter there yeah. was one there was one drop that didn't land in the antifreeze and because it's christmas it's snowing over there again now so he soaked all the snow up and you know fine not right you don't need any of this if you're not going to explain it no and the thing is that you know it's not as if you're you're reading a novel and you know you read no, you read something like the war and peace where every fucking thing has to be explained because everything pays off this isn't that this no. is not, this is like 87 minutes 91 minutes in total it's 87 minutes of shit getting killed yeah and, and what you don't care you know, nobody's going to care 
No. But if you put it on screen, it needs to mean something. If you do it, it needs to have but, something about it. But the really annoying thing is the first one, they would have done that because yeah. they do got, as I say, they do got, and one of the things I really liked about the first one is that it committed to its central premise so much and explained everything and set everything up so yes. well that I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go along for the ride. This is about a stupid killer snowman, but I'll go along with the ride. And the things that weren't working in that first one was that they didn't have the budget to pull off these sort of creative deaths. There were only a handful of them. Whereas here, it takes the typical sequel route, and we get tons of deaths, and they are yeah. quite creative and very well executed. Although it did make me laugh. Later on, later on they, they give a death count. It's eight, there are 18 bodies. Wow. And, and then uh, immediately after that, we get another five people die. I missed that entirely. Yeah, it's it's right at the it's where where the colonel's talking to um Token, whose name I can't remember. Um was it Bobby the Rasta? No, I can't remember. Um, but they're talking about you no know, ah we'll you no know, we'll just you no know, get rid of you know, we'll be open again in a week. And he's like, You've got eighteen bodies to justify. Ah, oh, food poisoning. It's like, yeah, they've got fucking holes in them. Did they explode from food poisoning? And he's like Actually, no, that's not a good advert either. I will just neglect to mention they never got off the plane. Must have missed that. Um, yeah, but I, I, I'm I, sure. I'm sure there are things I've missed in here because there were points, especially towards the end, where I was just scratching my head, going, "What? Hey, what? Yeah. Either I've missed something, or it's yeah. just not here." Um, but speaking of the Colonel, that's, that's my next note. Actually, by the time, you know, so we've set the premise up that our, our core sort of um, characters, our, our four main characters, yeah. are all. On this retreat, and then we yeah. get introduced to our new characters. Yeah. First I mean, before that, I, mean, I, I did have um, I did have one note, which is, why the fuck does Buttfuck Nowhere, a two-horse town in the middle of bastard nowhere, have an international airport? Snowmonton International Airport. Why yeah. not? <laughs> Seriously, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's America, so you know they they fly interstate and stuff as well, don't they? So I guess. Yeah, I mean, the regional airports I'd buy, the small airstrips in Buttfuck Nowhere, I'd, I'd buy. But an international airport with jets and shit. Yeah. Now, fuck off. <laughs> Whatever. It's, not, it's, it, not, it's not the most egregious thing in this. No, it's, it's, it's not. Uh, it's, just, it's just my lo- my logic brain going, hang on, no, that doesn't add up. That but doesn't if they, happen. If they don't have an airport in Snowmonton, how are all the mutant killer snowmen supposed to like escape from Snowmonton? Like, they, they have to have an airport for this sort of thing. So, well, no, because he went in the water, didn't he? Well, he, he did, yeah. But you know, other serial killers, I'm sure, want to escape Snowmonton as well. So, yeah, who knows? Plus, you know, without an airport, how are they going to do like kill a snowman on a plane in like four films' time or whatever? <laughs> well, um, I mean, the uh, according to Wikipedia, the, the um, Michael Cooney does have a a, a threequel lined up um, called Jackzilla. I mean, it's only been like what twenty years since this one, so you know. Yeah. Why well, not? In, in, in 2016, he revealed the plans for a third film in the series, which featured the giant Jack Frost known as Jack Zilla. The film would have picked up a decade following the end of the second film, with the giant Jack Frost letting loose on a city, causing destruction and mayhem. Cooney expressed an interest in making this film and due to the advancement of special effects, and would be happy if somebody would be willing to make it with him, as it holds a special place in his heart. So in other words, he wants somebody to pay for it. Oh, I can't pay for it. I'll we'll make, we'll it make it. Yeah, I <laughs> I'll we'll make, make it, it but we can't pay for it I'm, I'm up for that all day long i will watch that if he makes it if you make it i will come um you yeah i, I as i said it i realized the phrasing <laughs> anyway most of you knew where i was going with that yeah. right so we meet these new characters so yeah you've already mentioned this this token the horrendously stereotypical rastafarian yeah someone from some caribbean island yeah like but also and, no and dj specified. bartender cleaner yeah. every fucking unspecified thing. caribbean island um yeah. 
And then with cliches keep on coming with the colonel, who, to be fair, as a character is incredibly annoying, but what a performance. Like, I've yeah. got to give it, like, probably the best performance in this series. Um, excellent. It, it reminds me of uh, somebody we worked with um, on, on Double Top, who I'm not going to name. Yes, yeah, I, I know exactly who you mean, and I would agree, but it's it's pitched at the right level. That's yeah. very, I think it's a very good performance yeah. for what it is. For you what know, it is, yeah. Playing a cartoon character, so he plays him like a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very good performance. Um, and then, you know, Jack shows up, as you say, he goes through the water because he can, yeah, basically. How, how he manages to land on exactly... The island. Well, this is the, the thing that I mean that is sort <laughs> of kind of explained later on, but yeah. I mean we, we can touch on that now. There's this this suggestion that when he was melted down at the end of the last film, uh, because Sam was bleeding, the DNA yeah. got mixed, and yeah. so now he's kind of linked to Jack, and that's yeah. actually quite an interesting concept. It, it is quite an interesting concept, and not only that, that then explains the ending as well. It does. Because um, we we need that. So, I mean, the fact they've done that work relatively early on does kind of make it. I mean, it's quite annoying at first. Because, as I said, I said, well, how does he know where he's going? How does he just happen to rock up on the right island? But, the, yes, the, no, they, they, suggest, they suggest quite early on and quite often that there is a link, that he and Sam are somehow now connected. Fine. I'm, 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 I'm on board with that. I'm I can fine with that. With it. I just need more of it. I feel, yes. I feel that is the central concept yeah. here that's missing. And they throw it away. Like they, Jack, they kind of touch on it and then go, yeah, that's fine. Jack, like, we don't focus enough on Jack's thirst for vengeance against Sam, which is, which is the real thing. Because like, it's yeah. okay for Sam to just want to survive another snowman attack because he's been yeah. through the ringer and it's about him coming to terms with it and getting past his PTSD. That gives him something to do and that's fine. I understand it. Yeah. What I don't understand is what Jack wants other than apparently mindless violence. It makes much more sense if all of a sudden he's got this thirst for revenge on Sam and it just so happens that they're telepathically linked. And then if you really, really want to make a genuinely good film out of this, there's all sorts of things. Like you can go Nightmare on Elm Street 2 with this and just unpack all the elements of the psyche there with the two of them linked and whether, you know, maybe Sam's actually getting visions of Jack when he's sleeping and perhaps he's now afraid that he's slowly turning into Jack and all yeah. you can get all of that stuff in there. Yeah. And I mean, it, they, you do, they, again, they touch on it so briefly, we, we, even before you get the link, when Jack is sort of you know, reconstituted, if you like, in the lab, as he's swirling down the drain, there's a, a very, because the, the audio mix is fucking awful. And I think we talked about this on the first one as well. The audio mix is awful. So you can't really hear him over where they build music over it and they've got the gurgling and the drain and all the rest of it. He does talk about now it's time for, no, now it's time for vengeance. So, yeah. no, so it's there straight away. And they just don't really explore it that well. Well, the problem is if you're on a vengeance kick and you're on an island with the person whom you wish to get revenge on, who is there with his nearest and dearest. Yeah, it's easier. What, it's easy. And what you don't do is immediately start killing randoms. You go yeah. for the specific people that are going to hurt him. Yeah. But the first people to die are these three nobodies, basically. Yeah. You get the janitor dies, but okay, that's before we get to the island, so that's fine. Yeah, that, that's fine because he needs to die as part of Jack escaping in the first yeah, place. Yeah, but like, then I'm we get... on board with that. We the get three the random three girls, girls. I mean, they yeah. annoyed the piss out of me anyway because... A, I mean, the dialogue is awful, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that gets that gets leveled a lot, especially male writers. Is that writing women is difficult because they have different vernacular, they have different speech patterns. I accept that. I don't know. I would say that no, that's something that we've certainly hey, looked hey, at in the past as well. Yeah. And do you know what our solution is, which seems to have worked okay for us, I think. Do you know what? You write them as though they're people. 
Yeah. Because you might not know this. <laughs> this may surprise you, but you know women, right? They're people. They're, well, that, that, that was kind of my impression like as well. But, you know, apparently I was Did wrong you know with that. that? They, they're that, people. That was, the, that was my, always my impression. But apparently watching this movie, I was wrong. Because yeah, apparently so, because they're just the vapid whores that like to talk about boys, apparently. Yeah. Um, so you get that. Now, the, again, like, even with that, the, the, the dialogue is off. Their characters seem off as well. Because yeah. the, two, the two who are portrayed as absolute whores are dressed in the most fucking soccer mom outfits I've, I've ever seen. They're fucking buttoned up and all the rest of it. By the time you get to the scene where they die, the one who's in a turtleneck and or has had a button up to her fucking jaw, she's opened it now so you can see her bikini. Somebody's obviously gone, right, you're in the Caribbean. Try and make out that like, you're only talking about boys and sex. Try and make out that you, know, you actually know what you're talking about. I know. Let's just get them out. Well, it's funny you should say that, okay, because I did actually wonder, because I, I clocked the outfits as well, bearing in mind they're in the Caribbean, and there is no fucking sunshine. It looks like the most grey, horrible, cloudy, overcast Caribbean island I have ever yeah. seen, um, which apparently it was. There is a reason for that, is because that's how it was, because of the location they were filming on, and they had to go with it. Um, okay, fine, I'll let that go. But it also feels like they cast these girls knowing they wouldn't be in it for long. So these girls have taken it, hoping it's going to launch their career or whatever. Yeah. And it almost feels like in order to save a few quid, they've gone, oh, by the way. Just bring some clothes. Can you bring some clothes? And then they've looked at what they're doing, Jack Frost 2, without reading the script. Because let's be fair. Yeah. Although one of them kind of half tried because she did at least have a vest on. Yeah. But it, it generally feels like they've got bring your own clothes and they've assumed it's a Christmas film. So they're yeah. like, right, we need sweaters. Like, yeah. You know, we're not going to be in the Caribbean. We need sweaters. Yeah, even though we're in the Caribbean, it's Christmas. It's going to be snowy. Yeah. Because no Jack Frost. Yeah, of course. So, yes, yeah, so you get the, the three deaths here. All of them, great. Like, hilarious. Quite inventive, good deaths. You know, I mean, I, uh, I love the anvil. Yeah, or oh, the anvil I mean, was brilliant. I mean, no, you know me. I'm a, I'm a sucker for Wyatt Gurdy anyway. So yeah. when, when you, you know, you get that bit where he's dropping the icicles and he keeps missing, and that's hilarious. And I, then the that anvil, was, that, that was, was brilliant. That was a spit take for me. That, that, that was, was the best part of the film for me. Yeah, brilliant. And one of the main criticisms we leveled at Jack Frost 1 was that he didn't have enough of this. The deaths weren't inventive enough. There wasn't yeah. enough of Jack throwing out really poor quips and puns. And yeah. straight away here, he's all in straight away. It, it feels like the jump from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 to Nightmare on Elm Street 3. It's like, this is a different character now. This is yeah. like, forget forget trying to make him scary. Like, this motherfucker yeah. is just a joke machine who yeah. takes joy in killing. Okay, fine. Fine with all of that, but you can have both you know um but so there's there's those deaths actually i think we get three i've got here there's three bodies in the first act and that's before we get to the girls so there must have been more people that have died as yeah, well so it's the um the janitor and then the two on the boat that's right we get the two yeah two randos on the boat which was entirely pointless other than yeah. to show that jack was on his way to the island yeah um, it made no fucking sense whatsoever no then we get to meet captain fun another one of our new characters who i've just written captain fun must fucking die I've written um, Captain Captain Fun is a wanker. Yeah, so we're both on the same page. Like I know he's yeah. written as such, but oh, he, he's he's written as such. But I mean, he's introduced as being that if you met him on a night out, you'd tell him to fuck off. If he burst into your hotel room in the morning, you'd fucking disembowel him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, not being funny, especially with you no know, PTSD Sam, who's already I, on edge. Yeah. Well, Somebody yeah. bursts into your room first thing in the morning. You're going to rip his fucking throat out. I, I have written that, yeah. How Later on, I've written that. How does he not go for him? He's a fucking cop. Um, but, I, I mean, I have met Captain Fun on many a night out, let me assure you. I've been out with Captain Fun yeah. on many a night out. You know who I'm talking about. Um, so, <laughs> you know, but he, he's just turned up to the nth degree here. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and he's just fucking annoying. Um, yeah. And I know that's what he's there for. You know, again, same as the Colonel. It's, you know, it's played for and got, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK, that's fine. Um, oh, so you, get, you get that. And I, when we first had that, that scene, so you get the scene with um, Sam and Anne, I think, his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So and the way it's shot, it looks like they're in separate beds. And my first thought was, right, they're supposed, that's supposed to be the honeymoon suite, the second honeymoon suite. And yeah. they're in separate beds. And then the, the, cam- no, the camera moves. And you actually know they are, in, they are in separate beds. But then you, within like two or three scenes, you go to Marla and her fiancé, who are in the honeymoon suite. And it's got separate fucking beds. Yeah. I'm not sure what your honeymoon was like, but mine didn't have separate beds. No, definitely not. Actually, for, the, for a portion of it, mine did, because I was in two different hotels. Um, but you just push them together. Yeah, like that's and like they make they make this whole thing about them. No, they're they're no, they're not sleeping together before the wedding and this and that. And okay, fine, they've gone with it. But I'm thinking that again, it, that doesn't go anywhere. That doesn't mean anything. And no. it looks like they've just kind of thrown that in because the the, the location they're at. And I mean, in, especially in Caribbean places where you go to these all inclusive resorts and whatever else, they tend they, a lot of the bedrooms tend to be right. It's it's a con- it's a stone base for the bed, and they chuck a mattress on it. So it was probably they couldn't actually move them together. So, oh, fuck it, we need to work around it. But in that case, use the other room. Yeah, maybe. What the fuck have you done that for? I mean, if, to me, it felt like they wanted to go there for a visual gag and it felt like they wanted to go there to to add a layer to Marla's character because she is quite well, frumpy throughout this film. Yeah, um, which which she wasn't in the first one. Again, no, she was kind of bored. She was almost Janine Melnitz, wasn't she? The yeah, she, she was really boardy. She was really into everything. Yeah, and all of a sudden now she's this fucking Puritan kind of no sex before marriage and she's like cutting in front of the girls when they're trying to dance with a fellow and it just feels like a completely different character. Yeah. Um, Sorry, so, I jumped in there, but yeah. So, that was... so yeah, there's, there's that. Um, but then, right, so then we get over to the bit with the girls, all right? So we've talked about the girls themselves, but again, I'm left scratching my head here because at this point, everything we've seen so far is that Jack is basically just water at the moment. He's come yes. out, yeah, he's water. He's come over in the sea. Yeah. It's a fucking Caribbean island, so it's warm and hot. Yeah. So... How the fuck did he manage to meticulously lay out a line of coals? Never mind well, yeah. where he didn't get them from. Well, it was his eyes and his fucking buttons, wasn't it? Yeah, but he's just water. Well, this is the thing. And the other bit with that, I mean, and I know, obviously, this is, um, you kind of take it with a pinch of salt anyway, but he has just gone into an entire body of salt water. Mm. How has he not disappeared? How is he, even, yeah, though, yeah. Even, even, though, even though he's part of the how how has he not just been completely diluted by... An ocean. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, or if not, otherwise, just use the ocean to turn into Jackzilla, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I don't get it because these first few deaths is actually there is actually a really nice theme running through these first few deaths. I don't know if you picked up with it, but you get the coals, and then he kills someone with a carrot, yeah. and then he gets his scarf. So he's kind of slowly rebuilding himself. Yeah. As he kills people. Which I really like, yeah. but he has to be able to turn into the snowman in order to lay the coals out. So it makes well, no yeah, fucking it. sense. And then by the time we get to the end of these deaths, you see his hand holding the tongs yeah. that go into her eye. Which again, great fucking death. The tongs in the eyes, the anvil, yeah. brilliant. These are great, great deaths. Actually, my favorite one actually was the middle one with the girl who with the button-up neck. Who literally she stands on an icicle, which impales her foot. She falls backwards, and then there's yeah. just the shit. I love that. That was a that's a brilliant movie death. If you're gonna go for that sort of schlocky uh, type of horror, that's no, that's good because yeah. you know it's a it's almost like it's not a deliberate. It's not cutting somebody's throat. It's not slicing somebody's head off. It's not poking their eyes out with tongs. This is 
this is Kevin McCarthy laying out fucking um, micro machines. But no, instead of having a hardwood floor, he's got fucking spikes sticking up. Yeah, no, they're um, they're great. I love the deaths. They are, as you said, they they're quite sort of mischievous almost, aren't they? Yeah, you know, they they're really good. Um, yeah. So then, the bodies are discovered by Rastaman and the Colonel. Yeah. And possibly funniest moment of the film played for and got i believe although they use the music cue a lot but when they yeah. say oh we need to sort this out before the scary guy gets here and then manners appears yeah. and says the scary guy is already here and we yeah. get the literal dun 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 music <laughs> cue which is just hilarious yeah. like absolutely yeah. they knew exactly what they were doing there it yeah and, very, and this, this well. is what frustrates me with this film is that actually um, there are bits like that which work really, really well. Yeah. And there, there are lots of them throughout the film. There's there's um, a commentary later on about um, with the, the little snow bit, the little snowballs, which I'll come to when we get there. But there's some really deft stuff in here. But then other times you get the Colonel and Rastaman. And it's like, hang on a minute. This is the thing, is there is there is really, really clever stuff. There's really, really funny stuff. And then there's absolute nonsense, which if you got rid of and layered the story in like they did in the first one, yeah. you genuinely have something, I think, excellent here. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I my notes just go off a bit here because I've started watching it at this point now and I'm getting into it a little bit. And, you know, that the next the next note I've written is literally just about a gag, which I loved, where we, where we get the line about decapitated coffee. Boom, mm. boom. You know, great. There's some great, great stuff. Um, you know, and then when we get Manners trying to convince Sam to come with him because something they don't know is the snowman, but yeah. there's something up and they want to talk about it. And there's this very kind of it's almost a Leslie Nielsen exchange. Was, that was what I've written down. Is it's a naked gun sort of. Yeah, um, it really is. When when Sam sort of says, "When this is so important, why don't we now? just talk here?" And he says, "Well, I have to pee." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, I mean, that, really that was funny. That was really good. I mean, the thing again, there was the other thing whereby um, so no. Man is introduced as the scary guy, he pops up, and then Sam sort of stumbles into the scene and they look each other dead in the eye. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't recognise him. Is that I know they're seeing people out of context, but you see somebody with an eye patch and you remember somebody who looks a bit like him who got stabbed in the eye by an icicle. Yeah. Two or two. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I mean that that was quite annoying. Um so we got that. But then it moves on quite a lick, and then you get um we we move on, and the next note I've got is about the um, the model and the. Yeah, well, I've I've got that as well because I've literally written boobs. Yeah, so, so we get we get to that, and I mean it jumps around a bit. I've got I've, I've got I a think, comment I think there's that. a death before that though, isn't it? There? There's a death in the pool where we get the boobs in the ass. No, that's later on. That's later on, is it? Yeah, that's so. This is the morning, and then that's in the night when he freezes the pool. Ah, right, okay, but I mean, that's yeah, when I, he freezes down. So I mean, you've, that's the next note I've got is the um, this is the model, and we get some good stuff where we actually learn something about Jack. Now all of a sudden he's like he's. He's in a water format, but he can become ice. So he's all of a sudden he's racing to the to the, to the cooler. But every ice cube is now a part of Jack. It's yeah. not like no, it's not like we've got one Jack. Now we've got millions of bits of ice which are now Jack. So that yeah. was really good. That was really well explored. And you get you, know, you get her doing you, know, you get this sort of photographer claiming to be a genius and all the rest. So you get this thing about you know, with with her. But then it, it's really, it goes really well. And then you have the you no, know, you have the um, the bit about the, the ice the ice cube for the nipples. And he's like, you're getting a bit you no, know, you're getting a bit. Um, I can't see any nipples. Is he looking at it? Because she could fuck. She cut glass at that point. I know. I know. I say seriously. Have you not? Have you? Have you shot these in reverse order? So she's done the ice, and then you've shot this scene when she's hard as a fucking rock. 
So we yeah. get that. And I mean, so we get the scenes where you know, you've got the ice cube and you know, the ice cube being rubbed over her nipples, so the ice cube is celebrating almost, and then she sort of chucks him away, and then you get the iced coffee and she crunches it. So you get all of that. That's what we get. That's and, decapitated coffee, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm jumping around yeah. my notes. Yeah, this is yeah, decapitated so, coffee. So yeah, so then he, he, so she she crunches the, the, the ice cube and swallows it, and then as he takes the next picture, her head explodes. Fucking hilarious again. But again, doesn't feel like the first film it feels more like you know your brain deads and stuff like that which is fine i am it's all just, up yeah. for that as i say um, they and they follow it through with the quip as well where he says yeah. it's decapitated coffee yeah uh, yeah so that's it. yeah so i mean that all works and then you get to the um where he's killing the photographer and you get the pictures of the photographer as he's killing him well that's that all works really well so i mean yeah they, they've gone all into this and they've done they've done stuff that them they know they, they're playing for it for the most part then every now and again they kind of slip away from that and I yeah. think that's my biggest problem is they don't, it's almost like they want to go, well, I don't really want to make Airplane. I don't really want to make Brain Dead. I want to make something that's a bit more serious but has a fun element to it. Where actually what they're doing is diluting the product they've actually got, which would be infinitely better if they just accepted it for what it was. Or, yeah, decide, yeah. or decided which side of the fence they want to come down on. Yeah, definitely. And, and it, as I say, I think all of this stuff needs to stay and we just get rid of all the stupid shit with the kernel and put that story elements in so we understand... Yes. Like, you can still have these detours then with yeah. Jack when he turns into the ice cubes and stuff. But we need to understand what he wants because, actually, you know, I have written here. So we get the, the discussion between them then about what I have to pee and stuff like that. And then we get the death in the pool where we get the boobs and the yeah. ass because she's naked. But yeah. before that, I've, I've literally written, this is great fun, but what does anyone actually want? Jack yeah. especially. And I don't know. And we're like 40-odd minutes into the film well, now. Well, this is it. I mean, this is the point. So I, I started watching it last night. And as usually happens, I've got to wait for everybody else to go to bed. And um, because we just come back from all day herself is knackered, so she slept all day yesterday and then wanted to stay up in the night. Mm. So I was like, right, I've got a film to watch now, and I don't want to be starting it at fucking midnight. Yeah. And I think I eventually started about was ten. So I got to this point as I, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't really care because I, nobody wants anything. I'm going to bed. Yeah. And then I got up about three o'clock this morning and started watching again because I couldn't sleep. But you know, so I mean, I, I watched it in two settings that way. But I was I, at this point I was like, right, okay, now we're doing the fucking Scooby Doo um, disguises with the hippie and then all that sort of shit. I don't care because nobody wants it. There's no reason for any of this. No, and that's the problem. I'm I'm fine with all of the ridiculous fun that we have, and I actually really like it. I think it's all really yeah. well executed, especially yeah. on the budget they've got. And, that you know, they know the budget they've got, and they know what they're going for tonally. But we still have to care. That's yes. key. And they, they nailed that in the fucking first one. So it's so annoying that it's not here. Yeah. Um, and I, and I feel like they're almost one, relying on the fact that we we know these characters from yeah. the first one. I was going to say, the, no. problem, the problem here is that the new characters they introduce are not as interesting as the ones we have. Like Shannon Elizabeth's character in the first one. Yeah. Yes, okay, she was portrayed as something of a whore at times. But there was a point to her. She had, there, was a, there was a story that went with her and her family. Yeah. That all kind of worked. Whereas now we've got token English um, you know, um, Punjab colonel lost his fucking marbles at some point. Token Rasta, token fra- uh, sorority girls, va- no, vacuous, uh, vacuous model and gay photographer. We've got all these stereotypes who we don't get to know. Yeah. Who never play. And no, we, I mean, all these other people who we've seen arriving at the island, we see them fleetingly later on when they get killed. But we don't find anything about this. We don't care. And I, I, but, you know, I, I think it's fine to have deaths that we don't care about, to yeah. have a body count in a horror yeah. film, but we need but you, to care about our central character. I was going to say, you, your core, you need to care about. And actually, I don't, excuse me, I don't care about any of them. And, you know, it, this thing, 
we say this so often on the show, but this one literally writes itself. Like I say, we, we've got the thing about Jack and Sam being linked. So there's all of that to explore. OK, and then added on top of that, you've got the I mean, if you like, almost diehard-esque threat here of them being trapped on the island and the fact and this is something that we ourselves have used um, and the fact that his best friend is getting married. And if nothing yep. else, he needs to man up, put all the shit behind him and Get make sure church. that his groom yeah, gets to the church. You have the ticking time bomb element as well. You have it yep. all and you do nothing with it. And it would just well, elevate all of this to a much yep. higher level. And I mean, the whole the wedding thing is so thrown away anyway. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, but, it, but you can use that as a key yeah, pop point. Of like, you, you nobody's could. dying because they have yeah. to get married. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's thrown away anyway. You get a couple of allusions to it throughout the, the film. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But even at the end, there's like there's yeah, nothing of it. We don't see the wedding. We don't. We don't even see them. They're they're in a post credits bit whereby they've been in the freezer the whole time. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'd forgotten they were even there. I'd forgotten they were even there. I thought they were dead. Yeah. I cared that little about them. Well, I mean, yeah, the the end. We'll we'll talk about when we get to the end. But yeah, there is there is no end as such because there is no story here as such. That's the problem. This yeah. is a random collection of bits thrown yeah. together, you know. But um, but yeah, we get the, the boobs and the ass, um, and then all hell. And then you get the, then basically. you get the random woman who's asleep at the side of the pool in the middle of the night. Yeah, who freezes to death. Yeah. Like, so when when he ices the island, so where does she, she come from? In the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Why you no. I'm fairly sure, I know I've not been for a while, but certainly the Caribbean resorts I've been to, they close the pool and they kick everybody out to stop you skinny dipping and shit. Yeah. So they don't I, just leave you there. Sorry, I just knocked my light over again. This is becoming a regular occurrence, <laughs> as regular yeah. listeners will know. Okay, so tapes, you can, you can stick it down. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it, that death happens. And then yeah. everybody decides that that sam is crazy i yeah. just in time for sam for for jack sorry to just really let rip and go on a fucking rampage yeah. um and again now, you know using the budget they've got using the setup they've got you get the whole thing with the, the um where he's he's you no know, he, he's he's just the icicles flying across and hitting people you know rather than spending the time on jack they you know they animate the death so they, they, they make the effects with the death that works really well you get the doom-esque sequence then when you've got the two of them with the fucking water pistols and you get it from that, that sort of you know, um, point of that, that point of view shot that all works really well yeah but as you said i don't give a fuck i could no. care less if any of them die yeah exactly um you know and i've written at this point just a couple of notes um there's a there's a great big spurt that came out of an arm at one point, which yes. which I loved. I yeah. just laughed my fucking ass off all day long. Yeah. That's what I'm here for, is that? Yeah, that's, that's what you're watching this movie for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then they pull a gun on Jack. Not one of the water pistols. Somebody pulls a gun on Jack. And he acts scared of it. Yeah. Why? He's well, snow. Well, this is the thing. And I mean, originally Jack was human. And, yeah. But but at, by this point, he's been in a... In a an accident with a tanker which dissolved him into snow. Yeah. He's been dissolved in antifreeze, built in a lab, survived an ocean. What's a fucking bullet going to do? Exactly. But unless there's that thing in him which is where he's still human and goes, oh shit, guns hurt. No, wait, hang on a minute, it won't. Yeah. So may- maybe then, but again, because because they don't spend the time animating him, you don't get to see any sort of recognition or any sort of uh, realisation. It's just like, oh, and then he carries on. Yeah, so so that was weird. We do see more animation with Jack in this than we did in the first yeah, one, which I'm, still, which still I'm appreciative much. of, but it's, yeah, it's still not much. Um, and at this point now, I've written, we're an hour in, and we still don't really know what Jack wants other than to kill Sam, which again is enough, but we just have to explore it a bit more yes. and understand explicitly and, 
in which case every death or the majority of them at least have to somehow link to Sam or be trying to draw him out or yeah, whatever. Get him closer to him. Yes, exactly. We need to be playing cat and mouse a little bit, even if he's leaving Sam little notes with the yeah. deaths or something like that. You know, we we need fuck, a bit of cat and I mean, mouse. Fuck, there are that many bodies you could spell out Sam with the corpses. Yeah, exactly. Is um, that really sick? Is that or is that just me? No, no, no. That that works. Um, so our heroes start to form a plan uh, yeah. at this point now, even though. You know, we still it's, the, really same, it's know the same plan we had in the why. first Yeah, one, yeah. Um, and the plan, of course, involves someone being bait. And of course, <laughs> of course, it's the black man. <laughs> yeah, but just but again, just the way they do it, it's so knowing. It's just I know they start off and it's just yeah. the look down the line. A slow pan down the line. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's looking to the left, and he gets it. He gets. He gets to the end of the line where where Bobby is. I'm sure his name's Bobby, and he does the same thing. He it looks. He's like, oh it, hell no, it's not. Yeah. And again, you go into this whole as you get in so many films where they, where because it's knowing they try to do a sort of pastiche, and you know, they they put on the the um how can I say this delicately, um they yeah. they they make the character more comically black. They start speaking in a particular way. This the, any accent they have becomes more pronounced. They use certain words in a certain way just to just to play up the fact that they're black and obviously then this is a thing you know this, this is something that's happened all every time you see this in a film it's always black man it's always, and again it's it's so knowing the way they've done it it's really clever it's just really poorly executed yeah it, it really is um so then but anyway they do use him we get we get to the party scene you say where everybody's all of a sudden undercover and you're yeah. a party trying to lure him out. Um, it's at this point now, and I've thought it once or twice throughout the film already, but it's at this point I really notice it. Like, there must be some sort of sponsorship deal going on with us. Oh, with here. the beer. Yeah. With us a, there are like, a couple of things like that. I, I, did yeah. think that. I didn't write it down. I did it's think that. There's something else later on as well. Yeah. There's, um, I can't remember what it is later on, but there's something that's held in front of the camera. Yeah. It is everywhere, Asahi. Yeah. It's, like, that is all anybody's drinking on this island. And I'm not being funny again. Any, every all-inclusive Caribbean holiday I've been on, which isn't that many, I've been on a couple, but you never see branded anything. It's all on fucking tap. Of course it is. It's all the and cheapest, it's, 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 it's all yeah. cola, lemonade, yes. beer. You don't know what the fuck you're drinking. No, no. Um, and Or if it is branded, it's a local brand, not yeah. Asahi, which is fucking yeah. Japanese, I think. Um, no so, yeah, I'm sure it's Japanese. Um so yeah there's that yeah I, mean, I, I did notice that because i mean there are a couple of scenes where um let's say there's you it's you get on all the bottles so when jack freezes freezes the island you free freezes all the bottles if you're front and center there and then they make they make like a fort on the bar don't they with boxes yeah. of it and there's yeah. little gaps there so yeah I, I did think that when i watched it i forgot to write it down yeah um so there's that they do draw jack out all hell breaks loose again the great big fight in the middle of well, it's not a town, but, you know, in the middle of what passes. It's, it's a resort, resort, isn't it? Yeah, this, this resort. Um, Favourite line of the film so far comes here, and it's all in the delivery. And again, we need to point out Jack's delivery when they yes. give him the rights of his comic time is brilliant, because his yeah. delivery of you bastards yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and had me rocking. Um, And that was nearly my favourite line until it's very quickly followed up with, let me explain to you the the what was it what do you say so let me explain to you the ethics of unregulated genetic experimentation or something like that yeah. and he just throws it out there yeah as if it's like the most normal line in the world and <laughs> yeah. it's literally them going we don't care we don't care about eds exposition we don't care why he's back we don't care what he's doing we're acknowledging at this point we know there's no story yeah. let me explain to you <laughs> like 
brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so, I mean, Jack is fucking great. When they yeah. let him off the chain like this, and we said it in the first one as well, he is yeah. he is a really good movie monster. The performance is great. Yeah. The fact that he's a snowman with sharp teeth and stuff, really, really fucking cool. But yeah. just like last time, it's like they take him to this other level. Like we've had this slow build through the kills and we very barely see him. In. And now for the first time in both films, really, we've got full body shots of him. He's animated. He's talking. There's yeah. an actual performance coming through. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And I can't wait to see more of it. But then they do away with him. Yeah. Because the third act of this film just becomes Gremlins. Well, that and was my thing. I you, you said fucking to me, love it. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> right. you said to me last night, wait till the third act, and I, and I was like, I'll watch it. So I watched it this morning, and yeah, you're right. It becomes a completely different film. Totally um, different. And there's some really interesting bits as well. So he, he coughs up the the first snowball. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's after he's been in the antifreeze again. So he, he coughs up the snowball, and they take it away, and it hatches, and we get the whole thing about you no know, dada dada and kill dada. So we get that, and then they're in a, they've got it in a in a jar or a pan or something, and they're talking about ways they can kill it. Yeah. And th- there's a really nice commentary there on sort of the manzanate cruelty and the fact that we don't understand it, if it's different, if it's something that we perceive as being a threat, our initial response is purge kill it with it. fire. Yeah, yeah. Kill it, get rid of it. Yeah. And I think th- there was a really nice comment there, and again, there's lots of stuff like that, which is, if you look for it, it's really clever. And it's, it's throughout this film. And no, again, the, the ethics of genetic, you know, genetic experimentation, it's, it's all there. There's, no, Michael Cooney wants to say something. Yeah. But he, it's almost as if he's like, well, I'll say it, but then people don't really want to hear it. So I'll get it in there, but I'll do it in such a way that it becomes a bit of a piss take. And yes, okay, you know, we are we are looking at this through a particular lens of saying, look, well, yeah, these are, you know, these are humans and they're looking to end their suffering. So they're going to kill this thing that might that might kill them, but they know nothing about it. And their first response is kill it, kill yeah. it good, kill it with fire, boil it, microwave it, get flambe it, whatever you want to do, but kill it somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you, you're right, we don't know anything about them. And this is the thing, it's like we... We are led to believe that Jack's molecular structure is breaking down now, and therefore yeah. it's broken down into these snow babies. Yeah. But again, we don't explore whether, like the ice cubes, which is how I chose to read it, they're all miniature Jacks. Mm. Just like he split his molecules into the ice cubes, he's now split them into these snowballs mm. um, rather than melt away and die. Or are they his children, his babies. Well, and that's kind of the way they've played it, isn't it? It's that the fact that, yeah. you know, as we go through it, they are his children. So he, run, he runs away to go lick his wounds because he's been in the antifreeze and it's disfigured him and all the rest of it. So he goes away to, you know, to reconstitute himself. And we get you know, probably 10, 15 minutes of these snowballs. And Well, we again, get nothing of Jack. That's the problem. Like, if he has say, gone yeah. away to rebuild himself, yeah. then we, don't see we need to that. catch just, back to him. Yeah. He disappears completely for some 10, 15 minutes. And we get all the fun. And so it's gremlins, it's critters, it's all that sort of stuff. Fucking awesome. It's brilliant. And we get all the we get stuff where Manners goes into that you know, spooky barn on his own. As you know, yeah. We get all this, all of this stuff. is brilliant. What I don't get, why do they eat people? Jack doesn't eat people. No, no. But they bite Manners' fingers off. And that's the first thing. Okay, well, fair enough. You know, it, it's a threat to manners, but then we see them later on where you've got all these corpses that have been disem- no, disembodied. They're eating arms, they're eating hands. They're eating... Why are they doing but again, that? That's... This is this is where the, I think there's something here where if the, the idea is that Jack has broken down into these and he's licking his wounds, then it's a case of, right, they need to feed to regrow, essentially, 
into Jack. Like they need, and, they and need the genetic fine. material, but, but that's not explained. Yeah, yeah, we need something to, to build on that because as it is, it's just we've got cannibalistic snowballs. Yeah, exactly. which is fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. It's not right, but it's, it's just like everything else in the film. It's just, like, oh, just put a line in there that says yeah. that. You just yeah. and, if, it be, and even if it's not, I mean, as we've had it, we have it later on with bananas. Um, it can be the most throwaway line, which everyone laughs at, and they say, "Don't be so fucking stupid." Yeah, and th- th- forget about it. Yeah, because at least it. then there's something in there which possibly explains it. It might be wrong, but it's they better need than nothing. To feed, to rebuild into Jack. Simple. He's like it. He's like a fucking gremlin. If you get him wet or whatever, or in this case, if you fucking kill him, he just breaks down. Yeah, and then he will feed. Well, so the, the, now, this is the T1000, isn't it? This is all yeah. the little bits, and then they need the strength to come back, go together, back together and rebuild. Exactly. Jack. But you know, but they, in, in they the meantime, no, they don't do that. But in the meantime, the kind of 15 minutes that we get of essentially fucking snow critters, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Like they're oh, super cute, they're, they're me, well animated for, me, for what was, they are. It made it a, a far, it made it a far more watchable film. So I hundred oh, percent. I, I mean, I, I, as I, I hate doing it, but I had to be in two sittings just because. As I, by the time I started last night, we we be, as we were been on all the fucking mayor of a week, um, and then came back into it, and I was like, right, okay, I'll watch this, and as I didn't end up starting it till late. As I, I can't, I can't concentrate on it enough to to put you no know, to do to do to do it justice. If you know, if, if I'm sat there watching some shit on Netflix or something I've seen before, I'll sit there all night. But if something I need to concentrate, on, I need to concentrate on it. So I'll I'll watch it in the morning. And this this whole section made it far more watchable than anything we had before. It's it's fucking brilliant. It really is. Like I will take an entire film of Snow Gremlins, please. Yeah. I'll I'll take it. Uh, very very funny. Um, it's it's at this point we do actually start to get character work going as well, yeah. but it's too little too late. Like Sam's well, starting to have a full on breakdown now. So, yeah, Sam has it, just Sam has the, yeah, Sam has the breakdown that he should have had a year ago. Yeah, and he's been trying to work his way through, or should have had at the start of this film. Yeah, and, and then, then he needs has to build to himself man back up because of the deaths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we could have had that. I mean, the wife. When does she become Rambo? I don't know, but again. I like it, and I like her character when they flip it. And it was, she basically, like you, you mentioned the T one thousand, and it is that because she basically becomes Sarah Connor here. She just yeah. goes full into Hamilton at this point. Yes, and again, hundred percent on board with that. Particularly if we're starting with Sam in a place of weakness. Yeah, you know, she and, needs, and so she needs to be she a strength. needs to she needs to be a strength, and she needs to snap him out of it basically, and she needs to sort this shit out because he can't. Yeah, and they're a couple, and then you've got. The juxtaposition then where their friends are getting married and you know they're not not even sleeping in the same bed and stuff like that so you've got this really tight couple showing what a good relationship can be and then you've got this one that about to embark on it so you've got all of this nice kind of dovetailing going on here yeah. um but they just throw it in at the end and he's like it really does feel like all of a sudden it's an entirely different film that you're watching yeah um, yeah, one that I prefer, not that I haven't enjoyed the previous hour, there were just issues oh, I, with it. Whereas, I laughed my box off the entire fucking yeah. film. Whereas this, I feel this segment all works really fucking well. Yeah. Um, and, and if we'd have just had more of this, yeah, they, you know, this this would be exceptional. But yeah, so then you mentioned the banana. They throw in there. They're looking for ways to kill these things. They try and kill them, and they're indestructible. Yeah. Now I remember when it when it comes up. Um, I remember there being mentioned early on of him not liking bananas. Right, because right. I have written in here, did they see the banana thing earlier? Because there's I feel like line. they probably did, and I missed they, it. They did. There's one line, but again, it's he doesn't like bananas. There's a difference in not, not liking something, being allergic to it. And yeah. that's a fairly big distinction, because I don't like bananas. If one slips in my drink, it's not going to fucking kill me. I'm allergic to bananas. You keep that shit away from me, because I might fucking die. Now, that, that's exactly what it needs, and we need to be shown it. This, he, we need to see him be offered that drink, Yeah, go to take a sip, 
and then for her to look at the menu and be like, whoa, 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 don't drink that, don't drink that, right? That's what we, and I feel like, obviously, that's not what happened then, but I feel like that would have happened and we missed it, just because the end of the first one with the lunch, basically, in the car is so well seeded and so eloquently done, and we said so at the time as well. Yeah. That I feel like, you know, they're capable of that. So they would yeah. have done it here. I mean, and I yeah, just I mean, missed it. But yeah, I didn't. Check, it, yeah, Chekhov's banana is there. And as much as there's a line. I, I remember when it came up, I remember because he's then having his breakdown. He's like, oh, but, uh, yeah. so, talking about the drink. And he's like, oh, I don't like bananas. I'll have a mint julep. And then, and then so she says, of course, the DNA mix that he's allergic to bananas. So maybe they're allergic to bananas. Maybe that's what killed it. And then we get this whole thing where they make fucking milkshakes. That's all fine. But. I remember, I remember at the time thinking, oh yeah, they did men- they mentioned him not liking bananas earlier. Yeah. But it was it wasn't that he was allergic; he didn't like them, and it was such a it, again and it, no, it's good in a way, but it's bad in a way. It was so thrown away; it didn't know it didn't even register. Yeah, it's almost worse that they paid it lip service. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I figured I would have missed it because I knew having seen how well things were seeded in the first one. Yeah. They wouldn't just randomly throw this in. So, I mean, that's fine. And again, it makes sense because the DNA thing is just that hasn't been explored enough. Yeah. Um, and I mean, particularly now with him having the breakdown, this, you know, if this had happened at the start and we were working through it, he could constantly be flashing back to Jack and there could be this thing of where they're all a little bit edgy around him because is he actually going to flip out and start yeah, killing people himself? Jack, yeah. yeah, again, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I know, but it, it works. Yeah. It works, okay? Um. And then there's that, uh, you called it out earlier, but there's this weird scene with Jack and the baby. But and I, there's, there's something I didn't get with that, right? Because you get the thing with Jack and the baby. And they, at this point, they've gone around and killed them all. Yeah. So they've gone around with their fucking squirt guns and the milkshakes and they've killed them all. And they when they when anything with banana touches them, they explode. Yeah. Apart from this one, which is like missing an ear. Just so yeah, they can get point. to that point where Jack can have this scene where the thing dies in his hand and he cries. And then he's like, oh, now it's personal. Because it wasn't fucking personal before. Well, look, here's the thing. is It's a weird scene. But again, like everything is here now. Because look at your structure here now. As we just said, we have our hero breakdown in Act 1 and he's linked to Jack. And so that's how Jack finds his way to the island. Hmm. Immediately upon getting there, everybody knows who Jack is. So they dispatch him straight away. Yeah. And we get the babies, right? Act 2 then is them fighting the babies yeah and then act three jack returns to raise hell because they killed, killed his children yeah it's like it's here why well, this, is, this is the problem why is it that? so weirdly unbalanced I mean, the problem is their third act is what their entire film should be and yes. it's like the, it's like the first the first two acts they've gone right let's have some fun let's get some boobs let's make some jokes let's get some gore let's make the stupidest motherfucking film we can make just to get people laughing, get the arse in the chairs, and then the last 20 minutes, we'll have our actual film on our actual story. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's... I mean, I, I, I mean, we talked at the time, I think Michael Cooney's a reasonable writer. I think he, he knows what he's doing, even if he doesn't execute it particularly well. And it's just like, has, has, some, has somebody broken him and gone, look, this is what you did last time. This is what we want to do this time. We want more fun, more silliness, more gore, more outlandish deaths. So think, no, think of the way you kill Shannon Elizabeth's character. We have more shit like that. We have more, more shenanigans. Mm. And then we'll do the then we'll do your story at the end. Well, the thing is, like, you can get all of those shenanigans without the need to encumber it with too much plot by using the babies because they're yeah. babies and they're mischievous. 
Well, that's so it. I mean, if you look they could be them... going on this killing spree and, and and like perving down that woman's top, and they they yeah. could be doing that because they're cute and funny, and we don't need a reason other yeah. than they're trying to grow and reform into Jack. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that made me laugh about it um, was um, the the Frozen short, the first one you got. The, was it Frozen Fever? Yeah. Um, where you you get the the little snow babies, and they're up, they're yeah. causing fucking chaos. Yeah. That's what this feels like. Yeah. But it, it obviously in a far less PG way. Um, but it feels like it's too little, too late. As I said, you could have had an entire movie of that. Definitely, definitely. It, I would have been an infinite. I mean, this this third act is infinitely better than everything that's come before it. It definitely is. But you know, for all saying that, we've got it now at least. So at least yeah. Jack wants something now. I'm just yeah. annoyed that the rest of the film hasn't been this. Yeah, um, and things he didn't even need that because we his thing. The first time we see it or we hear him is that he wants vengeance on Sam. Yeah. So automatically he's going to go after his wife and his friends anyway yeah yeah absolutely so i'm just annoyed that that didn't happen um so yeah he goes off looking for vengeance then of course sam's nowhere to be seen by this point let him not having his breakdown so remember that he's nowhere to be seen at the moment but jack shows off with um so he shows down with the rest of our uh, yeah. our crew uh, another great fucking one-liner from him and it's all in the delivery because the line isn't clever but i now pronounce you totally fucking dead yeah it's absolutely brilliant yeah um, but again would it be better that. if you killed them first yeah but it's just brilliant in its simplicity yeah. that just... yeah, it, it is and i mean you get the thing and again they played up the fact that it was the day before the wedding so now it's gone midnight therefore it's their wedding day and they're yeah. standing at the bar hand in hand looking at each other's eyes as they would be at the ceremony and he just pops up between them and yeah, yeah it's hilarious and yeah, no pronounce you totally fucking dead. Would be better if he if he killed them first and then said it as they're collapsing to the ground. Yeah. But again, that's just me. Yeah. Really, really good. Um but and then randomly. And that's why the they run and hide in the freezer, isn't it? In the freezer, yeah. And because it, and when you've got a killer snowman on the loose who can be ice and water. You'd go in the freezer. You'd go and hide in yeah, you'd go and hide in the freezer, not a fucking sauna. Of course you would. Um and then we have the showdown with um what do we say the wife's name Anne. was? I forgot with, with Anne. Anne. And um, and Jack, and then out of nowhere, even though he's done nothing for the last twenty minutes other than have a breakdown, and the last we saw him, he was totally broken. Yeah. Sam shows up out of absolutely fucking nowhere yeah. to steal the kill. Now this really fucking annoyed me. Right, if he's going to be our hero again, we needed to have gone on this journey with him, as yes. we've discussed. We need to see and him certainly, and work back up. And certainly at the end here, he needed a much more heroic entrance. We at least we at least needed to see him snap out of that because she's in trouble. But we don't. He just shows up. Well, and, and, and again, I love what happens with Anna. So, you know, so I mean, you, you know, he's the Jack comes in, you killed my babies, and he immediately blocks the door. Then he makes the box around her. That's all brilliant. Yeah. That works really well. The, no, you get the old um, fucking what do they call them? The fucking the Iron Maiden, wasn't it, with the spikes? Yeah, it's yeah. So you, you get you get that effect where you've got the icicles coming through, and the first one gets her, and the second one just kind of misses, and everything starts closing in on her. That's all really good. And then I don't know why, but he he then absorbs, retakes his form, and absorbs her. Yeah, surely that kills her. You'd think so because it's it's going to crush her. It's going to compress her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, so. there's the whole DNA genetic modification shit. So you get that, and at this point, you get Sam turns up. With a shotgun with a banana in the end. It's like, fuck, something like the fucking Three Stooges. Yeah, I, I'm fine with the shotgun with the banana in the end, even. It's funny, 
but we need to see him get to that point. Yeah. What we need but also, to... where did the fucking shotgun come from? Yeah, I mean, what it, what it needs to be here is, yeah, the shotgun needs to have been seeded earlier on. Check off shotgun, all right? He needs to be in the kitchen while all this is going off, having an absolute fucking breakdown. Because he should be great cowering in the corner, whimpering. Exactly, exactly. And then it's only because Jack nearly kills her that he's yeah. like, hang on a minute, you need to get your shit together here. Yeah. And then picks up the shotgun, loads yeah. the banana, and then kills him. Yeah. That's what we need here. We don't get that at all, and so it makes no sense. And not only does it make no sense for his character, but it actually just completely robs all of the kind of forward momentum that she was getting as a character as well, because yeah, she had she reversed, this agency. She put yeah. the plan together. She worked out what was going on. She, yeah, she reverts like, needed human. to be saved by a man. Yeah, and she just reverts to being the damsel in distress, which is yeah. really, really unfortunate. Um, because again, it might. There's no reason why if he's going on this journey and he'd explored it properly and he is broken down, there's no reason why she couldn't have done it and saved him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and but that probably would have made more sense. Actually, yeah, that would have made more sense because Jack's you know, Jack's ultimate Jack thing is with him. Yeah, and again, so if if he can get him to that point where he is trapped inside him, and she then goes right, fuck you, that's my husband, and this is him. Yes, I killed your babies, but now I'm going to kill you because that's my husband who's in mortal danger. I, you, you've just you've just hit the missing piece of the puzzle here, and I don't know how this isn't what Jack wants. With their DNA already spliced, how is it not just the thing that if Jack can go and absorb him... He can be him. Yeah. How is that not the thing? Like, that's every, that's every fucking horror movie ever. Yeah, because right? everyone wants to see the snowman. Nobody wants to see dipshit deputy. Yeah, so how, how did they not... <laughs> it really does it's all here it writes itself this thing and it feels like they've just gone meh whatever yeah. uh, and no, then dude. yeah she you know jack he's cowering in the corner so he can't defend himself jack's about jack's crushing him with this thing and he's absorbing him as he's crushing him yeah and then she shows up with a shotgun with a banana in the end after we've yeah. already seen her go on a tear with a baby so it makes sense because she's out there fucking cleaning house yeah and then she shows up cocks the shotgun and shoots him with a banana that makes much more sense yeah. Um, so the ending doesn't yeah. work. And then all. instead of instead of, when he when he shoots him with the banana and Jack explodes, instead of turning into a fucking an exploded snow cone, he turns into marshmallow for some reason. Yeah. Why would that happen? Yeah. He's made of snow. Yeah. Not fucking marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. So that um, bugged me. But. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, it, the end just doesn't work. As a, as a whole, this film just doesn't work. But it especially doesn't work at the end because we haven't had it seeded properly all the way through. There is literally no story here. And I yeah. know it's just a slasher film or a creature feature, really. But even the most basic ones have a point and a purpose. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't. I feel like here the story needs to be with our villain. That's not always the case. Usually it is a case of the hero has something they need to survive for. And we did discuss there's a way they can do that as well. Yeah. But I feel like the story here needs to be with Jack and the quest needs to be Jack's. And we just know that he's evil. Again, see the Nightmare on Elm Street series, um, particularly Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which is what this. I, yeah. I really feel yeah. like that's what they're reaching for um, and they I've... don't commit. I was I was trying to work I was trying to come up with a comparison when I was watching it and that was the only thing I could come back to. Yeah, well, I mean, without the blatant homoeroticism, obviously, because there's none of that in here. Um, not that that's bad. That's one of the best things about Nightmare on Street Two. It's so well handled, particularly for an '80s film. Like yeah. really, really. And and for people listening who haven't watched it, if you maybe don't normally watch horror films, like 
just go and see that to see what I'm talking about. It's one of the ones that gets the most panned, I think, yeah. but it's actually, after the first one, probably the best of the entire I gonna, series. I was going to say, it's one um, of my favourites. Yeah, it, there's a lot in there. It's just not a conventional horror film by any means. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like it's those those psychological elements that they need to pull out of this to get the horror. Um, yeah. And it's there. That's the thing. If if that wasn't what they were reaching for, if they were literally just wanting the snowman popping up and killing people, then that's a completely different kind of film. And you can do that as well by having your expendable cast and a returning hero, as we yeah. talked about. Yeah. But to bring these characters back and to delve into into the psyche of our main hero and how this has affected him, then you have to go deeper for this to work. And I know we're talking about a B movie about a killer snowman, but that's no excuse, particularly but, when the first one was actually so fucking good. Well, this is the thing, and I mean, I, I ha- I'm having this argument at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm editing um, a novel for somebody else, and they're editing mine. And a conversation we keep coming back to is: it doesn't matter what your genre is; it doesn't matter what your style is. Story is still story. And it yes, doesn't matter if you're telling if you, if it's going to no. It doesn't matter if you're telling a creature feature like this, or if it's a rom com, or if you know, or if it's Game of Thrones. You still need to tell a coherent story that has a start, a middle, and end, and takes people on a journey. And without yes. that, it doesn't really matter what you do. Without that, it's just a, scene, a series of scenes and skits. And it can be yes, funny as hell. Exactly right. It can be scary as hell. But you need to have something to hang it on. And that's what this film lacks. Yep, yep. completely agree. Um, and look, yep. Yeah, Look, meeting it on its level, um, you know, as a B-grade creature feature, you know, meeting it on that level, it was a fucking blast. I'm not oh, saying I, I didn't it was like a, it's this. It's a laugh, right? I had a fucking great time watching this. Thoroughly enjoyed all 80 minutes of it. I was looking forward to it, and, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But ultimately, I was disappointed because it does have a lot of huge glaring problems that the first didn't. Yeah, I think it doesn't live up to that. Se- no, and it's not even the sequelitis of it. Because, yes, it is bigger, and, yes, they have got a bit more money, and, yes, the deaths are a bit grander. Yeah. But so much of what made the first one work was all in, in stuff that's free. It was all in the characterization and the performances and actually some really smart writing way yeah. above the station of what you'd expect of something like yeah. this. So for that to all just be flushed away, particularly when it's the same writer-director, that's the yeah. thing. If they that's, brought that's somebody else in who didn't do the first one and all of a sudden he's just like, oh, it's just a fucking killer snowman movie, forget about it. Yeah. But it's the same guy. So yeah. it's it's just a real fucking shame. Yeah. You know, it, it's the same producers as well, I think. It is. It's, it's the same. It's the same everybody, yeah. Yeah. They've, so, lost, they've lost one producer, actually, and it's a, there's a co-writer. One of the producers co-wrote it this time. But yeah, I mean, it's the same team. It should know. It should be the same. And so it's the same. It's the same director. Um, they should they should know what they're doing here well enough to carry it off and to, you know, to put it through in the same way. And it just feels like this. It feels like this, this one. There was a bit more. I don't know if I want, I don't want to say interference, which is like, we need more fun. We need more outlandish, flamboyant deaths. Now I'm not being funny. They fucked a girl to death in a bathtub with a snowman. You don't get much more fucking outlandish than this, that. This, this is the thing. Like, I'm happy to take more of those deaths, and I'm happy for them to be gorier because they got the money now. Fine, but all of this stuff that we've to- that we've talked about is so basic and doesn't stop you having those, but would elevate the film to such levels. Yes. So, what we're left with is something that is a good time that I will definitely, ironically, suggest people watch yeah. in in that bad movie way of like, have you seen this? It's fucking ridiculous. Whereas the first one, I, to be honest, I can genuinely say to people, like, that's not bad. You should watch yeah. that. I mean, we, yeah. we did our Christmas season and we looked at snowmen across the board. And I remember talking to um, people I was uh, working with, obviously, we're all still in lockdown. 
And I remember recommending this to people. And I recommended Jack Frost. Oh, I've seen that with Michael Keaton. No, not that one. There is a schlocky horror film called Jack Frost that was released at the same time-ish. And it's fucking hilarious. If you watch it and take it for what it is, it's hilarious. And it's actually reasonably good. As long as you don't go into expecting that fucking Schindler's List. Yeah. If you go into expecting Gremlins or, or something along those lines, which is no, you're going to be, you're not going to be disappointed. This one, I don't know whether I could in good conscience say that people should go and watch it because actually I think it more than anything else, it pisses on the legacy of the first one. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't recommend it in good conscience. I could recommend it in jest and I could recommend it ironically. If we were talking about oh, a good film for well. I, I, Yeah, I'd be like, oh, well, watch this. It, I, and look, like I said, I would recommend it with a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, knowing that it is an absolute fucking blast. I, I yeah. at no point was I not entertained here. No. Right, it is an absolute blast, and I can't honestly say that I won't watch it again because I might. Um, well, but it thing. is it was knowing it was entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think I texted you the the girls, the three girls that just died, yeah. and I think I texted you saying this movie is so fucking stupid. Yeah, it is. But well, I then carried on watching it for an hour. Yeah, it's. It's fun. It's a good time. It's just full of really bad decisions. Yeah. And that ultimately just takes away from what could be yeah. a phenomenal final product. Having said all of that, you know, if we want to get Jackzilla, which is, you know, set up in a, in a post-credit scene way before Marvel were doing it, oh, yeah. um, I'll take a fucking third one. I'll watch it all day long. I'll watch more of this, even if it comes with the problems. It is Jack is an entertaining character yeah. and I will watch more of him. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it does have that Freddy feel to it. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And that's possibly the highest praise I can give to it. Yeah, it really, really does. They nail that. Um, they just... They don't, don't they nail don't, the story and the other yeah. characters. And, and that's the thing. Every Nightmare on Elm Street film, even the really fucking... Even four, which is pretty fucking bad. Like, yeah, there's still a very... Seen that once. Still a very basic story at work there, and we still understand what everyone wants. Yes. You know, I... And that that's just not here. And as I say, that you know, the heights of things like two, and 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 the first night announced Street even, which which again, like it's about a fucking killer who's who's wronged, killer or not, who is wronged and is on a vengeance kick. Like it's yeah. the same it's fucking, fucking template. Movie. Yeah, it's the same template. Um, it's yeah, it, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um, but I will absolutely watch a third one, and I did oh, absolutely. Oh, it just I, needs, I loved it. Needs more meat on the bones, and the structure needs sorting out because it's weirdly paced. But yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. It's not the I worst mean, thing we've watched. No, certainly not. I mean, I I don't know where I come down. So I'll ask you first: Is it better than Mario? Yes, I think I think it's a worse film than Mario, but I think it's more entertaining. And that I think, was that was my know, thought as well. It's always about you know ultimately when we're stuck like that we always say it's about if you put the two in front of me which would I watch? watch and I think I'd watch this yeah I was the same I I think technically Mario is an infinitely better film yeah Mario as as we discussed on our very first episode gets a very bad rap but if you put either of the Jack Frost films in front of me and Mario I'm watching those because they're more fun yep agreed and agreed. I mean even for the you know, the Anvil and him turning into a fucking Iron Maiden. All this sort of stuff—it's just funny, and you, you, you know, so you watch something like Saw, and it's all fucking gruesome and gore, but it's all stuff that's root. No, it's all there are real things. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I can't remember mm-hmm. which Saw it was. I went, to, I, I went to the cinema with my mum to see it because she wanted to see it, um, and my dad's a wow. fucking wuss. Um, and yeah, my dad's a fucking pussy, so he wasn't going to see it, um, and she wanted to see it. She'd seen the first. I think it was the third one. So I think she'd seen the first two, 
and there's a bit with bandsaws where they so they have to cut, has to cut the, the little finger off both hands with the bandsaw to get out of handcuffs so they can then get away from it before it explodes or something fucking convoluted like that. The problem with that is that that's so it's even though it's so fucking outlandish and it's clearly fiction, it's rooted in reality. Yeah. And it's it's gore for the sake of gore, same as things like hostile. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, this is a fucking mutant snowman. Yeah, yeah. It's a laugh riot. Yeah, it's, and it's an it's an infinitely different thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I would put I I put this on ninety nine times out of hundred over Mario. Like I said, I can't say I'm never going to watch it again because I know damn well I will. And certainly <laughs> the first one I'm going to watch this Christmas. Yeah, so, I, I think it may be added to the Christmas repertoire. Whether yeah. or not it's 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 on my own because you know, wifey also doesn't do horror films, and convincing her it's funny doesn't really work because she just gets a bit fucking weirded out by it. But well, you just tell her it's the Michael Keaton one. <laughs> oh, did I press the wrong one? Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, we've we watched this much now. We might as well watch the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. You're uh, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I liked it. I think no, I mean, I I had fun. I as I laughed my ass off for an hour and a half. Um, yeah. To a point where. I did get told off for being too loud. Yeah. Because how can you not? You know? I, I, honestly, some like I said, the delivery of some of those lines is fucking amazing. I now yeah. pronounce you totally fucking dead. It just slayed me. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, it, and it's so simple. It's yeah. not a clever line. It's it, not it, witty. It's, it's just it's, well delivered. You think about the stupid things that when when he's, he's doing the girls on the island, the, the girls at the start of the island, and he's throwing the ice clothes down, and she keeps getting he's like, fuck, I must be out of practice. Yeah, it's just stupid things like that that yeah. just make you laugh because you don't expect them. Yeah, and then obviously you say, "Oh fuck it," and you can't see him at this point. It's "Oh fuck it," and then the anvil drops. It's hilarious. How can you not laugh at that? Yeah, it, it's brilliant. I I I can't remember the last time. I genuinely can't remember the last time I laughed at a film so much. In fact, um, uh, and you know they're all played for. This isn't me laughing at it because it's so bad. These laughs are played for. They know what oh, yeah. they're doing. Yeah, so and like, they, even the response they to that when, when they find the bodies that. and he's like, oh, shark attack. He's like, you're inland, coconut shark. Yeah. It's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. But yeah. it works. It does. It's just a shame there's no fucking story to hang it on because that would push it right over the edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately, better than Mario from me. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I agree with that. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, this is available on Amazon Prime, by the way, um, at time of recording. It may disappear. If you're a subscriber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go check it out. The first one's there as well. Um, go check them out to laugh riot um we'd love to know what people's thoughts are yes we know it's a christmas film yes we know it's the end of summer in the uk fuck it we're in australia so it's still winter do it um but yes we know it's a christmas film we know we're in summer but yeah let us know what your thoughts are um on twitter at uh, gd podcast net i've forgotten all of our fucking things because i've been on holiday and i've been drinking for a week um, how dare you <laughs> on, on twitter at uh, gd podcast net uh, you can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also pick up our previous episodes and our other shows as well. On YouTube and Facebook with the Devil Man Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Play. Like, share, subscribe, leave some messages as best we can. Until next time. See you later.